Mood.tv Welcome back, everybody. We love having you back here with us in the studio, in our different studios. I'm here with the Grega Man. Wonderful home studios. Hey, everybody. We just got some home studio action going on. That's right. In separate places. Separate places. Really, just sitting at my office at my desk. That's it. There's nothing really fancy. I guess this is my office, even though it's a desk in the living room, which is attached to my kitchen. I guess an office could be could be anything. I mean, hey, if my father-in-law's doing my taxes, he would write this section of my apartment off for me. <laughs> do you ask him to do that? Can you write off sections of your home? I don't ask him. He's the one who is the magician. There was the one time where I thought I was going to owe like, I don't know, seven, eight grand and he took care of business. And, you know, I mean, I have, you know, it's just because I don't do taxes. I don't know the ins and outs and like expenses and things like that. So he did his thing. But yeah, he, I mean, I had a home office and I do do work at home, um, you know, from time to time when I'm editing or whatever. So he can, you can write off like a percentage of your rent as personal office space, you know, for like literally the amount of space and like you can kind of take that percentage away so whoa that just blew my mind yeah you should get a better accountant if they're not doing that for you i could retire now (laughs) i don't know about that if i had known i would be on a beach sucking down cocktails (laughs) with your like 15 percent or 20 percent office tax write-off you make me a rich man uh well we are flying alone together tonight the Gregor Man and I. We are. Uh, producer EJ5000 is nowhere to be seen or heard, I guess. So uh, what we decided to do was just do some write-ins. So we got some write-in questions and we're just going to answer them. Uh, I mean, I guess semi-rapid fire. That What is there, three of them? This, we got three write-in questions. It's a very special first 192nd episode where we're <laughs> finally tackling some write-ins from from the fans yeah let's uh let's get down to it what do you got there gregor man all right number one it's a bit of a longer question so bear with me but not not super long um have you ever neglected to shave or cut your hair to spite your partner um how often is spite or even more or any or even a more playful version of it a motivating factor in your relationship. <laughs> so I guess let's take that part one. Have you ever neglected to shave or cut your hair? Which hair? To spite your partner. I mean, I guess that's up to you. Do you think it's hair anywhere? Hair, hair anywhere? Um, if you if you have some spite from hair in other places than your head, I would say yes, hair, hair anywhere. Like genital hair spite? Yeah, I mean, but like, I guess my question to you would be, did you shave it off to spite them or did you just go, you know, let the full bush grow? And I guess the first question there is, what do you normally do? Neither. I mean, there's no spite in my genital hair. <laughs> I, I do not have spite in my genital hair region. However, I, it, you know, it's funny. Do you do you shave down there? Do you shave your genital hair? Um, I, it's not super often, but I do try to like maintain. I wouldn't say shave. Do you maintain it professionally? What? Do I have somebody do it? No. <laughs> or are you professional at doing it? I would not say I'm a professional at doing it. I'm like nervous, hand shaking, which makes it even more nerve wracking. It's like a vicious cycle of, of, of male grooming. What are you doing it with? Usually a scissor. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was getting to. Me too. I never go in there with clippers. It's so unprofessional. I just hack at it. I would like to, but it's just so nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Just the idea of what could go wrong. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, what like big scissors? How big are these scissors? Um, no, I mean they're they're like regular scissors, but not like it's not like huge. They're like regular like I I got them with my beard set. I would say like hair scissors. Oh yeah, I do it with a tiny little set of scissors. Like <laughs> little like uh, like thumb ones. Yeah, really little guys. That's maybe that's why I'm not as nervous. Like if you're going in there with hedge clippers, then that sounds terrifying. But. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm going in there with little little. Does, listen, to be honest, it it doesn't happen often anymore. <laughs> yeah, me neither, really. But when I do, I don't always go down there to take care to trim the hedges. But when I do, I take those little scissors, and it's funny because it's it is like a machete hacking through thick jungle foliage because it's just tiny little scissors, and I'm a, that's where all my Italian is, I guess. Do you use a comb or do you like just just pull it? with your fingers i pull it out with my fingers and then i just snip snip and it's so uneven it's so not pleasant it looks like modern art so do you ever do that to spite your partner good old mary no it's not to spite but i could see how it would come off that way if you were looking at it it could be perceived as spiteful yeah i could see that but anyways to to answer the question i have to say I don't think I've ever grown my hair out or not had hair in any way strictly out of spite. Have you? I will say that there have been times where I wasn't necessarily doing it to be spiteful, but then a comment allowed me to let it go further than I probably would have let it go. So, I mean, I guess yes. Oh, so do you have a story to tell? I mean, I, right before Ruby was born, my hair was, um, was long. Like I could put the whole thing in a ponytail. Yeah, I remember. And not just like a little nub, but like, I mean, it was, it was legit long. And there was a while in that middle phase where uh, my wife would, you know, crack jokes and make funny things. And I think I might've like, honestly, the way my haircuts usually go is like, I cut it all off and then I'm just lazy and I don't want to pay a bunch of money to get it cut. So like, I just don't cut it. Yeah. And then when it gets to like the point where it's unmanageable and I don't feel like dealing with it anymore, I get it cut off again. How long are we talking here? What's the longest stretch? Uh, I don't... I've never really, like, mapped it out. I think that one was definitely over a year. Whoa, a year. Okay, because I keep wondering about my hair, because I've been growing it now since January 27th, and it's definitely gotten longer. But I was just talking to, to Meredith, actually, just before I came in here to record about when we think it'll go past my shoulders. Like, how long? It takes some time. It takes... It gets, it's longer than you'd think. Well, I'm willing. I, would, I think I'll say this. If you get the Aloha Greg mug, my hair there, that was, like... It was then, and that was at least one April prior. Oh, wow. That I hadn't, like, that That was starting then, and I hadn't cut it since before then, because, like, my hair was pretty long in that picture in Hawaii, and that was, like, April maybe 2018. So I hadn't cut it to that point for a while, and then I had grown it at least to the following April. Yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. I need to get glam metal hair. That's what I, that's what I want in my life. So you keep your hair kind of short when you do cut it, right? And it's like pretty even. It's pr- it's fairly short. Yeah. How do you how do you cut it? Like, is it like shorter than the bottom, a little bit longer at the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 fadey, but it's a, it's a, a lot big big old bushel. It's like my uh, pubic hair at the top. So that's the thing. Depending on how your hair grows, it could form the mullet, which mine did for a little bit. I'd be okay with that. I'm fine with the mullet. It's pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. At this point in my life, why 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 not? Why not? I, I honestly, I like the way I looked with the half up, half down. I think you should do it again. Why don't we, we should all do it as Lamayak. We should all grow mullets. I would love to see Eric's mullet. I'm trying to get a job and there's a lot of video interviews, so I'm going to probably pass 
I, I think you'd immediately be hired. Because especially if you wear the mullet but are just so not mullety in character, maybe the people will really glom onto you then. Because like, oh, look at this guy. He's a, he's a mullet guy, but he, he's, he doesn't act mullety. He's very much not a mullet guy, despite being a mullet guy. Yeah, I think you can get gigs that way. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'd have to wait a long time for it to get to that point, and hopefully I'm working by then. Well, I'm right there with you, so I kind of need that to be true, I think. Um, <laughs> all right, so... So we, I guess, well, I guess, is is spite ever, even if it's playful, is it ever a motivating factor in your relationship? <sighs> oh, yeah, probably at some point. Not over hair, but I'm sure in life, definitely. Oh, wait, hold on. But to get back to your hair... Your hair oh, situation. Sorry. Yeah. So you let it go, but that was the the spidiest thing you've ever done? I mean, there's been times definitely with my beard too, because like I've been, I, I haven't shaved my face clean in several years. Me neither. Because I have very much a baby face. I don't like how I look without it anymore. Me neither. Um, but there's definitely times where it gets to an unruly length and I don't have like the fiercest beard game, if you will. I do not either. Um, so when it's long, it's gross. And like, it grosses me out. Yeah, me too. But again, when my wife makes fun of me about it, I will probably, like sometimes I'll just let it go if I know I don't have anything, you know, interviews or things like that coming up. I'll just let it grow. And I, it starts to look Amish. Yeah. And I just let it be. So I guess there's definitely the facial hair I have done. I have done as well. Yeah, all the hair, like my face hair is the same as my pubic region. It looks... <laughs> It's disgusting when I grow it out. It, it just, it's scraggly yep. and there's patches that are gray and those are even more wiry and scraggly. And that's so weird. Yeah. I only have like strays that are gray, but the strays are like so much different. Like they're thicker. Yes. The grays grow out all wiry. It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's Brillo like. And so I get that all over my face, but super unevenly mm -hmm. and none of my beard looks even. I can't really grow a good mustache. It's disgusting. Mine grows in all different directions. So it's like one portion of it looks like it's like coming down like a normal beard. The other one shoots out to the side. Yes. Yes. There's patterns. Like there's, It's miserable. It's so weird. There's highways going down my beard of different routes you can take. I've tried to like maintain it. I've tried to like buy things like the beard oil and the, the beard palm and like all the, none of it works. My, my hair takes over. Yep. That's a bummer. But I mean, I'm the same exact way. It's a downer. All right. Well, what do we got? We got another one? Yeah. Yeah. No, we got another one. We got, we got two more. We'll do this one and then maybe take a break and then uh, we'll, we'll finish it off strong. Perfect. Um, you ever shower or go to the bathroom with the door open when and or for what reason? Um... I like to go to the bathroom just generally with the door closed. I mean, that's probably normal for most people. <laughs> that's not the question. Well, I know there are people out there that are totally open door, peers, poopers. I just had this conversation a couple weekends ago with, with, with a few people. And I, I think there's a lot of people that do it. But I just, I love small spaces for some reason. <laughs> I always have. Uh, like being in a space the size of an elevator greatly comforts me i really like it and so like reverse claustrophobia yes i i am i have claustrophilia i guess but i'm <laughs> i'm into it though and so it's weird because bathrooms are the only places that are usually relatively small compared to other rooms and so i always feel like i'm in a little cocoon when i'm sitting on the toilet and i pull my shirt up over my head like off or just like hockey style over <laughs> hockey style 
<laughs> like you leave your arms in. Like, yeah, well, yeah, the arms in, I pull my shirt up from the bottom and I pull it over my head and I feel oh, like... Oh, okay. E- e- oh, like, gotcha. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's how. And I, and I feel even more cozy in the bathroom. More like Jackie Chan pinning somebody's arms behind their heads with their shirt move. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do it every time I poop. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I was a shirt off pooper. Oh, really? Did, when, what, what made you change it? I don't remember. Probably pooping in public. Oh. Like I used to just, I mean, I was just like my thing. I'd walk in, I'd like <laughs> take my shirt completely off, throw it on the ground in my bathroom. I was always, I think I always had a fear that like it was going to fall down. Oh, I see. And go like under and get gross and then I'd have no shirt. So I just, I was a shirt off pooper when I was a kid. <laughs> and then one day, yeah, I just stopped. Are you ever nostalgic for it? Oh, sometimes I'll just do it. If I know it's like, if it's like a a righteous one, like I'll say today, I was, I had some, I had some leftover tacos and it was a rough day. Um, so, you know, I'm home. I'm like, whatever. I think I was actually going to be changing shirts anyway during one. So I was just like, yeah, throw it off. Might as well be comfortable. So you took it off to poop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, why not? No, absolutely. If you, you might as well treat yourself. That's why I pull my shirt over my head because it just, it feels like a nice little Cozy cocoon treat. Yeah. And you like the exact opposite. You like to be free. I like to be, oh, give me free, free at last. Plus I have now, because of my wife's old bathroom in Brooklyn, I have like a, a, a severe hatred for small bathrooms. Um, I used to have to take my pant leg out and put my foot in the tub in order to poop in her bathroom in her uh, Brooklyn apartment. <laughs> it was it was not legal. Like that's how small it was. Oh my God. I think I would love it. Weirdly. I think I would weirdly love that space. You probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Curl up into a little ball like on the toilet and just love every second of it. Until you stood up and hit your back on the towel rack, which also always happened. <laughs> I do remember taking a dump once in a public place in a really tiny, tiny little restroom. And there was a tiny little stall for its tiny little toilet and when i closed the door the door was almost touching my nose but somebody did write on it is this close enough <laughs> they they got it yeah i had a good chuckle at that they must have had to lean way back to write that because that place was tiny <laughs> but i loved it that's weird i was really into it all right but anyways so i do not poop with the door open uh or pee or shower Especially, I'm especially against showering with the door open because I kind of enjoy the heat that it accumulates. The steam, yeah. Yeah, I like that steam because especially especially in the winter, but even in the summer, because if you know if your place is air conditioned, the bathroom could get cold anyways. So I like letting it accumulate, so it's a little warmer. There's like a buffer zone between you going out in the wild and your shower when you're all nice and cozy. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I definitely I shower and poop with the door closed, hands down, always. I don't like the idea of people seeing me poop, so I'm not going to leave the door open for that. Um, I have peed with the door open. Sometimes I do it out of like laziness and forgetfulness if I'm in a rush or drunk or something, um, especially in the COVID times because I'm like, I'll be video chatting with friends and like get wasted and I'll just run in and pee and come back out after washing up and whatnot. <laughs> so I won't close the door then. Um, but I will say in Jersey City, when we lived there, the way our apartment was set up, my wife, my wife has this terrible habit of trying to talk to me like when I go to the bathroom. Mm. and in jersey city it was annoying because like our bathroom was right near our front door so if you close the bathroom door like you just couldn't hear anything and it was just like i don't think she doesn't do it on purpose it just like kind of happens in our conversation yeah so there were times when we lived there that i would just pee with the door open so that i could talk back to her and hear what she was saying (laughs) Uh, and she i mean you know she did the same thing (laughs) 
so she's not <laughs> she's not like sitting on things to talk to you about. Like we, she's saving conversations for. I have I have made that joke before, but no, I don't think she is. She just when something comes in her head, she just asks me about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean that still happens. Like I'll go and like you know, I'll be washing dishes and cooking or something at the same time. So like all the noises are happening, and she'll be in like our daughter's room trying to yell to me and talk to me, and I just yell back, I can't hear you. <laughs> all right but if you i mean this is for this is for the listeners if you do like doing it with the door open i would love to hear more about that people that really enjoy that because i know people enjoy yeah, it some people get a kick out of it there's people that like that yeah do you think it's do you think it's it's kind of it's a taboo thing like they get a kick out of like doing this naughty thing where they sling <laughs> shit out of their assholes <laughs> but it's a little it's a little naughty to you know somebody could see you if they were there do you think they're into that or you think they're just not thinking about it at all? Or you like want them to see it. You're just like, oh, I just, I just hope somebody comes in here while I'm doing this. Yeah. And does anybody do that out of spite? Are they like, are you, I'm going to let them walk in and they'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop looking at me shit. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's anybody out there doing it like if it's that kind of a thing, like a taboo thing or if it's just people just forget to close the door. You know, like they just they just don't think about it. I mean, I'm pretty like I I close the door and lock it when I poop. I'm like I'm one of those. I like to think it's a sexual experience for anybody <laughs> that leaves the door open. Oh, for, gotcha. I thought you meant locking it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I lock this door. It's a sexual experience. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if I can get a sexual experience out of anything. That would also be fun. I'd be into that. I mean, yeah, It'd probably be pretty fun most times. <laughs> Unless it was uncontrollable. <laughs> and like everything gave you a sexual experience. If you could train your mind to, you can opt into things giving you sexual experiences. <laughs> what kinds of things would you do? <laughs> or what kinds of things would I allow to give me sexual experience? Where, where would you start? Well, hey, listen, I won two fantasy football leagues last year and it'd be great to feel the a sexual experience from winning those fantasy championships. Oh, yeah. All right. So, like, having an experience give it to you. I guess. I don't know even know if I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I could just get... If the Lord came down and, and said and said to me, you can have a gratifying sexual experience now with anything you want. Because right now, there's only things... There's certain things that I don't get turned on by. Like, most things in the universe. <laughs> but if I could be turned on by them and have a sexual experience, I wonder where I would begin. And I think I would probably begin with food. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd begin with a nice of watermelon <laughs> <laughs> on the watermelon dribble. Yeah. I yeah, I would start with some stone fruits. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> hey, you ever fuck a stone fruit? <laughs> it's not as good as it sounds. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be. I mean, you would be ramming right into that pit. You'd have to you'd have to pit it first. Pit it, but not cut it open <laughs> you gotta pit it and hit it <laughs> oh pit before you hit <laughs> i think that's a good place to take a break <laughs> yeah i think so too <laughs>
Well, welcome back, everyone. We have another write-in to uh, to round it out. So here we go. Right yeah. up, right in number three. Are there any notoriously terrible things that you 100% stand by? Things being movies, foods, products, etc. Ooh. Uh. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing. My my product is not what you would call. It's not like a singular thing, but I will always stand by Chinese buffets. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people would argue that they are terrible, uh, but I love them. And I think they're delicious. I do not mind the diarrhea. It is always worth it. And I miss them. I mean, I don't know when buffets are coming back. So this... Never, man. They might be a, yeah. they might be a dead thing. Yeah. So this question really hits home because I'm a... I'm a big fan of the all-you-can-eat environment. That's 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 tough. That's a tough act to follow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say for me, product-wise or food-wise, um, it, it might not necessarily fall into this category because I feel that there are is there or there's definitely a contingent of people who would agree with me. But spam. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And the only reason I bring it up is because I have had to defend, and then many times make spam for people to stop being get or to stop getting made fun of about said spam but i've always had the same result afterwards which is they then love spam oh i bet it's del- i've never had it but we've talked about this before but i think i bet i would love it yeah. now you grew up eating spam right i grew up eating spam now i I'm, i have some frustrations in life now in my mid-30s uh because spam is not cheap mm. and spam used to be cheap it used to be like you know like 69 cents a can yeah. And that was why we ate it, you know, like at the, the tough times. And a lot of times it was like my mom was working nights and it was dad. Dad had to cook dinner. So we'd have spam and white rice. That was dinner. And it is probably to this day, I always forget about it when people ask me what like my favorite food is. But spam and white rice is probably like my favorite meal. If I had to eat one meal for the rest of my life, it might be spam and white rice. Oh, yeah. Nostalgia meals are way up there. Like me, it's me and chicken cutlets. Ooh, that sounds. I bet I would love spam and white rice. <sighs> it's... It's just amazing. Uh, <laughs> How could it not be? I mean, people. There are people who eat spam out of the can, just like it is, and that's I can't get on board with that. It's got a jelly on it. Ooh. It is pink in color. <laughs> um, but you slice that shit up and you fry it, and it is my favorite thing ever. It's just it's so good. It's weird how regions have all have weird pork products. Yeah, like spam. You definitely find in Hawaii for sure, mm-hmm. and. You know, that people like it that more there. It seems more yeah. part of the stuff they eat. Honestly, you can get it in New York, but it's usually at like a Hawaiian or Pacific Island-based restaurant. Right, exactly. And then in Jersey, they have the pork roll. and the then pork roll. And then in, uh, they have Geta in Cincinnati. What is that? It's, it's pork product combined with uh, like oats or something. It's kind of, it's kind of crunchier and hardier. Hmm. It's pretty delicious. I mean, I'm into it. Is, is scrapple pork? Because that's like a very Pennsylvania oh, thing. Oh, I'm not sure what the scrapple is. I've never I don't know what it. scrapple is. That's just gray meat. <laughs> sounds Yeah, it sounds like gray meat. Scrapple. My dad used to love it. I tried it once and I was like, yeah, this is not like spam. I don't want it. Just the name scrapple doesn't sound like something you no. want. It. How those letters fit together don't make me hungry. <laughs> I think. Yeah, no, it's not. But that's definitely, that's something because I've had like, like my friends in college made fun of me that I told them I ate spam and then I made them all like a... Because like one of the things I brought to college with me was a rice cooker when I got an apartment. 
Um, because oh, like yeah. making rice is a bitch and most people don't do it because the cleanup and like the, the rice sticking to the pan, it's the worst. Oh, rice cooker changed my life. You get a rice cooker. It is the most incredible thing. You put the rice in it. You put the water in it. As my mom says, you put your finger to the top of the rice. You fill the water up to your first knuckle. Perfect rice every time. Oh. And, um, you know, it's usually easier cleanup. But I made salmon rice for like a whole group of friends and I never once got made fun of again after that. They're like, this is delicious. <laughs> yeah. And I bet you put soy sauce on that. The soy sauce go on there. I, you do not need soy sauce because spam it's is so, so salty. salty. Right. However, I always put yeah, soy I sauce Yeah, I would. On I it. totally would. Well, the thing now, so my wife, her favorite thing that I make with it uh, is spam fried rice. Oh, yeah. That's so I make fried it. rice with mixed veggies, uh, crack an egg or two, scramble that and put that in. And then I, then I fry up some spam and cut that up and put it in. Yeah. It is delicious. Yeah, that sounds absolutely, absolutely delicious. I'm trying to think it's, if yeah. there's any other things that I stand by. I mean, generally buffets of all stripes, I will always stand by like Haas's. I mean, what a, what a loss. I need to write, I, w- I should write an elegy for the buffet. Yeah. I feel like that's... An elegy or a eulogy? And, uh, either. <laughs> I mean, either would work. True. Um, I would, I'll write both. Yeah. I'm trying... Uh, yeah. I know there's, there's gotta be a movie or something that I'm thinking, uh, that I can think of. I'm trying to, I've been trying to like think of it mid car. It's tough not having the third person here to be able to sit back and think of the third thing. Yeah. Usually somebody's blabbing. We should have five minutes where we just think. <laughs> Let's just take five and think and we'll make EJ yeah. edit all of it. EJ, play the thinking music right now. <laughs> it just happened. Uh, it's tough because there's things that I thought like I would stand by, like the Super Mario Brothers movie that like I watched again and I'm like, oh yeah, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how a lot of those 80s movies and 90s movies just didn't hold up. I mean, some of them I think do, like Tango and Cash and like Demolition oh, Man. man like, Tango I, and if Cash. people don't like those movies, you can suck it. That's what I say. I was just talking about the seashells the other day. We were just talking about it. We, you, me and my parents, actually, I was FaceTime with them, and we're like, we still never learned about the three seashells. Yeah, we're going to find out, I feel. I feel like we're going to learn pretty quick about the three seashells. I think it's time. But I don't know. I feel like that's like something that even those movies have enough of a cult following that they probably don't fit into answering this question properly. Like, if I still love the Mario Brothers movie, I think that would work. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I unabashedly love Little Caesars, <laughs> but that's not bad, though. It's, just, it's great. Dude, $5, $5 hot and ready? Come on. How can you beat that? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. The, oh, my God. A hot and ready box? That's fantastic. Come on. Those are... I still love Pizza Hut. Yeah. I love shit pizza. But are those terrible? I don't know if those are terrible. I don't know if it's quite the same. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, but that's the thing. I don't personally think Little Caesars is terrible. No, I love it. It fits right in there. It's 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 maybe a step below like a Domino's, but it's it's right there. I mean, they're not far off. Oh, I see. I would put it above Domino's. Domino's to me is the first rung in the chain pizza ladder. Like I I, I do not. I like it the least. I think out of all of them, <sighs> it's the most ubiquitous too, which really sucks. <laughs> see, I love them all. That I don't know if I'd put any of them like. Talk, I mean, I love Papa John's. I love Domino's. I love Pizza Hut. I put Pizza Hut in its own category. I'm like, there's shitty pizza. Then there's Pizza Hut pizza, which is like not... It's, it's, I, I find it to be a step above the shitty pizza, Yeah. but like completely different from real pizza, obviously. Oh, yeah. And then I put... Then I have real pizza. And now I'm, I'm more into deep dish later in my life than I ever was. I am Captain Deep Dish. If I could have sexual feelings towards deep dish pizza, I would. I wonder what 
percentage of people have food fetish? I I would think a, a decent decent percentage, and by that I mean like anywhere between twenty five and forty percent of people have food fetishes. Let's not even say food fetishes though. Let's say that they are. I mean, yes, food fetishes are a part of it, but it's not just like you know we're bored tonight. Let's get the banana. <laughs> it's like you sit at your breakfast table and before you eat your banana, you look you leer at it. <laughs> Like how many people are is like that? And then I I guess I'd say like twenty percent max in that in that capacity. That's still a lot of people that are sitting eyeing up their bananas. It's still a lot, I, but that's the thing. I think I think there are probably more people. Maybe not every food, but specific foods that probably do that. I need to start every time I go to a, a, out to dinner when we can do that again in life with groups of people. I'm gonna just stop and pause and ask if anybody's feeling sexual. <laughs> if you ever get to go to a buffet again. Just sit back, like just go up to the buffet, take your plate, but don't fill it and just like relish in <laughs> what is before you. Edging. Edging. Yeah, that would be the, that would be the comestible version of edging. If I just take my plate and I walk around the buffet and I don't get anything and I'm just like, and I just moan, you know, I'm just, mm, mm. yeah, I can stand in front <laughs> of the low main trough and, and that's, where I would go first for sure. And I, I could just moan. I would happily gleefully moan. And if it's like a middle bar, you could like go on one side of it and moan and then walk to the other side of it and then give a couple more. <laughs> to get different angles because you got to do the front side and the back side. <laughs> yeah. And you got to go behind somebody who's getting it and wait and like moan while they're getting it. Like, <laughs> like even what they're doing with the low main is sexy. <laughs> oh man, that's how I would feel. Once buffets are back online, if they ever come back. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna go right to the buffet. Yeah, I wonder because I'm a bit of I am a bit of a germaphobe even before all this started. So yeah, it's hard even if buffets do open. It's hard to say if I can if I'll ever be. Yeah, you know what? It'll be worth it for Hosses. I still gotta go. I gotta fly up for the next annual Hosses if it ever opens. You should. You should. We well, just drive up. Come on up. If I was by myself, I could do it in like a day, maybe. You could take me back down. We'll go to Poncho's. Ooh, I haven't done it yet. Obviously, I can't. I mean, who knows when you're going to be able to do ponchos? That's so sad. That's very sad. You're never going to get to raise the flag. It's the most gratifying (laughs) thing in the world when you just raise a flag and somebody comes over and says, what do you need? And you just say, more burritos. (laughs) And you get them. (laughs) Oh, man. That's another place where I always have diarrhea at the restaurant. (laughs) Ponchos. What is it called? Ponchos. Uh, It's just called Ponchos Raise the Flag. It's ponchos is all it is. But Ponchos Raise the Flag is their thing. Ponchos Raise the Flag. Yeah. Ponchos raise. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love that flag. place when it comes back online at some point. Oh man, there's a commercial from '94. I'm gonna have to watch that later. But anyways, <laughs> that'll be a glorious day when we can go to Ponchos together. So I think, yeah, I think really what I'm coming back to is that I will again and again just defend things that give me awful stomach pain <laughs> because it's Little just, Caesars and buffets. It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. When that greasy... And you know what? Here's another thing that I'll defend. I like what... You know, people will always say, don't go when they're closing because that stuff's always like cold. that has been sitting out. My favorite time to go is then. <laughs> because I do never... I never ever... And it's something I think about all the time. I never ever want to burn myself on food. And I like the idea of the kind of... There's a congealed greasiness to it that has that oh. weird flavor that you used to get it. This Chinese restaurant we used to go to at a place growing up called the Bamboo House for listeners. But it was always just this extra 
kind of caked on greasy flavor that I loved it more than any other lo mein ever. So I think I will defend that too. And I'll defend MSG. Have you ever been to a buffet and like they've had to like bring out a private plate of food because it was closing and like you wanted it and they had to like supply it to you? No, I've never done that. They do that? I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's why I was oh, curious. I wonder. I wonder. Like if they're like, we're not going to make an entire tray of lo mein for you, sir, but we will make you like a plate of lo mein. And then if you want another plate of lo mein after that, I guess we'll make that. <laughs> but we're not going to put the full trough of lo mein out just because you showed up. <laughs> no, I've never experienced that. Meanwhile, you're like scraping the noodle out of the last trough. <laughs> I would be honored, though, if that happened to me. I could picture that happening to me. Yeah, I wonder if they do. I mean, like, do you get kicked out at closing time of a buffet or do they like let you stay until you're done? I bet you get kicked. I've been there at closing time. I've never been asked to leave, but I've, I'm also one of those people that I just feel guilt all the time for anything I can feel yeah. guilt about. So I look around and I, and I see the wait staff, like, you know, they're cleaning up and everything. I don't I'm not going to just sit there. <laughs> You're not going to be like, it, the sign says all I can eat and I am not done eating yet. <laughs> well, I do know somebody, a guy that I used to go to buffet. I used to have this buffet partner and me and him. I mean, the guy is, he's, he's like almost 70 years old. But uh, he is, he was my advisor at the school that I was going to. So he's just, but he's, I love him, love him to death. But anyways, so I had this, this older buffet partner and we would go together and he tells a story of he, him being asked to leave. They said to his group when he was at a buffet, if you leave now, we won't charge you for the meal because they were tanking it. Wow. They were housing that buffet so hard it's just that is buffet aspirational wow it was it was more profitable for them to allow him to not yes continue than it was or to pay for his meal than it was for them to let him continue that's squad goals that's what i would i always tried to do it with him but uh i don't think he can go to buffets anymore he's had some health issues (laughs) (laughs) I think I've talked about this before, but like my dad used to like, we used to eat up at, at the Chinese buffet at home and he would just get like four or five plates of crab legs in a row and we'd all be done eating. And then, and then he would go and hit the rest of the buffet. Oh, he did it right. So like I'd always, we'd walk over to Blockbuster and look around until they were done. <laughs> like that's, I mean, that happened numerous, numerous times because like you're li- like, I'm literally stuffed. Like I've had dessert. I've gone through the full gamut. I'm not, I'm not messing with it anymore. And then he's just getting, and I mean, he'd go at least two plates, usually three, after the crab legs were complete. That is the best way to do a buffet. Yeah. I've never done it right. So then I'd go, we'd walk over to Blockbuster, because Blockbuster was right down the street, of the or in the same complex, and we'd look at video games and movies until they were ready. Oh, man. That's great. I'm so envious of that, though. That's funny that he went into other stuff. But I'm such a sucker at the buffet. I will go right to the carves. I immediately go to all the things that any buffet seasoned professional will tell you not to go for. And I get two plates of that and I feel like vomiting everywhere now. But that's all I do. So I load up. I get. It's always the same thing. It's like lo mein and fried rice, same plate. I was going to say, mine's lo mein and white rice, same plate. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I'll get, then I'll get uh, chicken nuggets if they have them. The sweet and sour chicken. And sweet yep. and sour chicken. So, oh wait, the, you're talking like I've never wait. I've never seen nuggets. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's the best if they just if they if if they're juicy like a stone fruit. I don't like it dribbling down my chin because, like I said, the acne. But sometimes you, they're more liquid than solid. These chick these quote unquote chicken nuggets, but they're delicious. And and that and the sweet and sour chicken I always love. And then I get the chicken wings and put it on top of that. And then I get an egg roll and French fries. 
That's a plate. I think my daughter's crying. I'm going to have to stop here soon. Well, we can wrap it up, actually. <laughs> Dial in at 929-352-6173. Send us more. Th- hey, thank you for the write-ins. Uh, yes. we, we love getting write-ins, and we love asking them. And so please, please, please send us an email. Let me ask you a question, podcast at gmail.com, to send us more of those. We love them. Uh, thank you very much to Dan, who who has graciously supplied us with lots of write-ins. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the most by far, uh, by far as of now. But thank you for everybody, anybody who's ever sent sent one in. We love that. Um, so anyways, keep keep those coming. Uh, and then hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Pod or go to Moot.TV. Get yourself some swag. You can get the Aloha Greg mug, still there, hot commodity. You can get yourself some other swag. You can get clothing. You can get underwear, I think. You Maybe. hear that, baby? Get socks? Well, now you can get underwear. That'll be another thing the producer EJ has to deal with. F- <laughs> yeah, you can definitely get underwear. <laughs> 100% you can get underwear. Uh, and you can donate to us. And that would be... It would just be a nice moral thing to do if you did that for us. Very moral. You'd feel really good about yourself. Super moral. You can go out and sin all night if you do that. You get a lot of sin points. You do. You do. Also, check out the other shows. Like Kyle Moko Won't Shut Up, old episodes of White Wasabi, uh, the Derek D. Dozen. Yeah, we got it all. There's all kinds of stuff you can feast your ears on. You can. This could be your sole source of entertainment from here to eternity. Depends on how much entertainment you imbibe. Yeah, but you, could, you, know, you can get loaded on us. You can get a lot. Yeah, you could probably mm-hmm. listen to us until you're dead. Yeah, I think so. So go ahead and do that. It's been great. We, uh, we love you. Keep, keep writing in. Keep listening. And uh, until next time, let me ask you a question. And uh, let's not forget, stay safe, stay sane, stay sexy. We'll see you next time. TV. If I had known, I would be on a beach sucking down cock